I'm Robot Liz. And I'm Robin Robotron. And this is Relational Circuitry. Where two robot women try and understand human relationships. Neither of us are licensed counselors. Nor are we actual robots. Sorry about it. (laughs) I know. Hey, good morning. Good morning to you, my friend. How are you? I am doing well. (laughs) Aside from nervous and excited. A little nervous and excited. Here's to episode one of the podcast. Yeah. Um, So hi, world. Uh, This is Relational Circuitry, um, where we're going to talk about relationships of all kinds. Yes. And um, so let's tell a little bit about ourselves. How about you go first, Liz? Okay. Um, Yes, I was born in San Francisco, California. And I lived there until probably the 90s when I was transplanted to Oklahoma. <laughs> Yay! Yes. And it has become my home. I've become a honorary Oklahoman over the last several years. And um, that's where I've decided to raise my family. I have two lovely children and a loving husband. And we have this little magical place here. Your place is pretty magical. Thank you. And um, I was born in Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma City, and born and raised there. I lived there for 30 years till my dating pool dried up, and I moved to Portland, Oregon. And I met my husband after about three months. And uh, yeah, I have three lovely children. And this podcast is my idea uh, because... I have long studied relationships and the way people interact with each other. And I consider myself an uh, unofficial expert on relationships. And I reconnected with Liz on TikTok. Yes. Yay, TikTok. Uh, Yay, TikTok. And I consider myself very much a novice when it comes to relationships. (laughs) Even Um, though you've had so many. I've had so many and every time it's just like you learn afterwards after you fall flat and uh, it's been, it's had, I've had quite a few curveballs thrown my way. And then Robin goes, no, this was actually like a red flag we missed or you missed. And it's just like, this is true. Yeah. And so now we're going to share all this with the world. Exactly. And And I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) Okay, so for our first episode, we're going to do first take. So sorry if uh, this is annoying. <laughs> but um, what, else, what is this first episode about, Liz? Liz? Did I lose you? Ah, oh, crap. I think she's gone. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. That's weird. No, I I can hear you. Okay. But uh, no, our first, that's funny that you said crap. It's not that kind of dumping. <laughs> but our first episode is about dumping or being dumped, either from the dumper's perspective or the dumpee's perspective. Now, our first podcast is about our firsts. <laughs> our first, all of our firsts? Yes, I thought it was all specific- of our firsts. I thought it was just the dumping, which is fine. I've got all of the first marks. Now I understand why you were worried about it being long enough. 
I know, because I was like, it's not really a whole, like, story. It's There's a right. lot of moving pieces. Yeah. Okay, so it's going to be about relationship first. And um, so I do think maybe we should start with first. Let's see, I kind of want to start with what came first. So like first best friend, maybe. Oh, that would be great. That's one I could talk about for sure. All right. Before we start, um, we are going to be using fake names for everyone with the exception of ourselves and our husbands, because our husbands have very generic names. Yes. <laughs> Mine's name is John. And mine's is Mike. <laughs> yeah. So if we're talking about John or Mike, those are our husbands. Um, everyone else has a fake name. So. Yes. Just to protect the innocent. Yes. And, and the guilty. So, your first best friend, do you remember your first best friend very well? Um, I don't remember. I'm going with the first one I remember as a best friend. Because I feel like the ones before her were not. I mean, like, I don't really think you get a best friend until you, until you get to be a certain age, personally. Because, like, you don't quite... I don't know. I think you do. Cause I mean, obviously my, my kids have best friends, but like the one I remember is my best friend from sixth grade. And that sounds like a, a reasonable age. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to call her Ellen. And she and I, we were both like, just kind of like the weird girls. And so that's how we became friends is because we were just kind of different than everybody else. And um, we hung out a lot together. Um, she went on some family vacations with me. Um, and the thing I remember us doing the most is that we would sit with a cassette tape recorder. Remember those? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I'm young Gen X. And Liz is not technically young Gen X, but I let her call herself that because I love her. Yay. I'm an elder millennial, but I do love being honorary Gen X. You're an old soul, Liz. Yeah. Oh boy. I'm salty. I'm the salt of the earth. <laughs> but um, so we would sit with a, uh, a cassette tape recorder and all and all of our toys, like you know, like my little ponies and like our plushies and stuff. And so we would act out stories with our toys and record them on cassette tape. That was what we did the most of that I remember oh for our friendship. Which ironically, if we'd have been been best friends in the twenty uh, first century, we could have been millionaires on YouTube doing that. I know that would have been amazing if you'd only had. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. Uh, so what about your first best friend? My first best friend. See, I actually met her in kindergarten. So, I mean, I remember meeting her, but I don't remember becoming her best friend until we were like in the fourth grade. Nice. And we were just kind of like, you know, about that age is where kids start splitting off. And I just realized nobody played with me except for this one girl. And so I just kind of realized, I was like, I guess kind of you're my best friend. And we like, one of the, our greatest accomplishments is one day we were out in the little 
like kickball field and we found this gigantic mushroom, which when you're in the fourth grade, like anything seems gigantic, but that was just kind of like, we found this giant mushroom we were so proud of and everybody was just kind of like, please don't touch random mushrooms out in the field. <laughs> well, but, I got to know how big it was. Was it like as big as your face or as big as, as, big as our faces were? Yeah. Like wow. at all age, they were like, it was a huge mushroom. And we just got trouble for touching it. <laughs> Good times, though. I mean, my dad took us to go see Beauty and the Beast, and we actually still talk to each other. We still ride each other um, back and nice. forth. Yeah. I don't still talk to my um, best friend, my first best friend, because she doesn't have social media. Oh, wow. Yeah, but one of my friends um, actually worked with her and she told me that she had met my um, my first best friend and, and showed her like pictures of me like from now and like my family and stuff. And she said that she was really excited to hear about it. But I'm just like, get online so we can talk already. I know. <laughs> yeah, mine is mine does not use social media as much either, but she does use it just enough to get by. But yeah, we do try to like she prefers postcards and letters and stuff. So. Yeah, I really should have, like, asked for her number or something, but, you know, it happens. I don't think they work together anymore, unfortunately. Oh, no. I know. Okay, so if we're going to go on timeline, the next yeah. would be first celebrity crush. Ooh. Yeah. You should go first, because I just thought of mine this morning. Well, my uh, my first celebrity crush, the, the Mickey Mouse Club on the Disney Channel used to put together these little girl and boy bands and they put together this little, but I guess they're famous, so I don't have to change their name, but they put together this little band called The Party and it was <laughs> three boys and two girls and they would all sing like different cover songs or whatever and one of them was Chase Hampton and he had like just crazy red hair uh everybody had the big 90s hair back then yep the poofier the better the poofier the better yeah i remember like the high-waisted jeans and like the members only yeah good times and i still follow him on facebook i I always have to make sure that i know what he's doing (laughs) what his life is like (laughs) oh nice so what do you think attracted you to him? The red hair, I think. I think I had a thing for redheads for a really long time. No. I mean, I have this like affinity for they just that I it's very fascinating hair. Very fascinating hair. Yeah, you're you're an odd you're an odd duck sometimes. Things that you find attractive amuse me. Yeah, I can be. <laughs> just buckle up. <laughs> What? I said, just buckle up. I can... <laughs> okay, so my first celeb crush, I, I'm sure there are some before, but I couldn't remember. I asked my mom, and she was like, well, I know you were scared by gremlins. And I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? That's not a celebrity crush. <laughs> no, not at all. But we were talking about the internet's boyfriend, Keanu Reeves. 
And I do remember when Bill and Ted came out. Yes. And I had the massive hots for Ted. Yeah. And Keanu Reeves, he's just, he's so, so cute and so pretty and so sweet. And it's just so wonderful that he actually is that way in real life. And so I, it's like thinking back, I'm like, yeah, I had pretty good instincts. See, that is so sweet. I've never really, and I mean this as, like, I apologize in advance to Mr. Reeves. I've just not, um, I just don't understand it. But I'm also into some weird stuff, apparently, according to Robin. So, <laughs> Well, he's like, he's just like, well, like Bill and Ted, you know, as Ted, he is just like a big puppy dog, you know. Yeah. And he's just got that goofy smile, and he's just so cute. Gosh, he's cute. He is. I, I will give him the cute part, but I, I do, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, nowadays, he's just an amazing dude, though. Like, I mean, uh, I love it. But I, I can't say that I was good at picking because um, my, uh, my, um, I didn't, I made mistakes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. There's like, I mean, no one's perfect. They say that. That's an old cliche, but it's so true. It is true, and we need to remember that, especially regarding ourselves. Yeah, because sometimes recanting a lot of these firsts is about giving yourself a little bit of forgiveness along the way. I think so. Yeah. Okay, so which one's next? I, I guess it would be first boyfriend, girlfriend, they friend. Yeah. We're not doing all of those and just being inclusive. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I, <laughs> I completely understand. And, uh, that's a, that was kind of a weird one. You know, I just, I was so awkward and so young. And I just, you know, it's like kind of like crossover from when you like pass notes to between each other and actually started physically giving each other kisses, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Such a weird age. Eighth grade. How old were you? This would be eighth grade. So like 13. Nice. Yeah. And this so, is the guy we're calling Matt, right? Yes, this is Matt. Um, which it's just, you go from writing these little romantic, well, you actually don't graduate from that. You still continue to write each other these really steamy, like, notes back and forth for a 13-year-old to be writing. I but was like, what's a steamy? Oh, <laughs> steamy, like, uh, he had this room in his house that actually had access to the roof because he lived in the attic room. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you could, so he would write about how like we would sneak in on the rooftop and like make out under the stars and stuff. And so he'd like, we never really got to do any of that stuff, but he definitely wrote about it for a long time. And it was, it was very like, I just remember it just curled my toes at such a young age. (laughs) What about your first? Okay, my first boyfriend. I'm going to go with my, I'm the like first like quotes, air quotes boyfriend, like mm. little kid style. I'm going to, I mean. Well, mine and I dated, we dated all through high school. So. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. 
it stayed it it was stayed small town politics there uh because i was in a small town in oklahoma where there was only like maybe about 54 people in the graduating class so yes you didn't have a lot of options no and people just kind of stayed together and went to church together and like just did the thing and you're yeah, so anticipating getting married at some point like thinking that you're going to do it right after high school so that was just the mindset yeah that's so that's so weird like you know because my parents got married uh at about the same age that john and i got together and met which is like i was 30 when i met him you know yeah and uh and so like i always had that example in my life so like I never considered getting married right after high school like that was never yeah. something I even thought about but there it's were definitely... like 2,000 people at my high school so yeah it's <laughs> definitely not something I wanted to do but it was something that was talked about a lot like I just assumed it was probably going to happen but I definitely and we'll get to that later on but oh um, yeah <laughs> definitely something I had to wrap up Okay, well, so my first boyfriend, we're going to call him Alex, and we're going to talk a lot about him later, because that was not a good relationship. And this was in ninth grade. So I mean, I was only a year older than you. Yeah. And um, I met him at the mall. And I remember he was sitting on the ground in front of the arcade at the mall. I think he was smoking a cigarette because this was back in the 90s when you could smoke inside places. Oh, boy. <laughs> but um, I remember seeing him and I actually engaged in some comical business. Oh, boy. <laughs> to try and get his attention. I did like I like was like miming, uh, like walking with a rope. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Which I, even, I haven't thought about that in a really long time and it's so cringy of all the things you could think of it's like i'm gonna mind myself walking with a rope <laughs> i was i was a weird kid and i mean i'm a weird adult so it's fine yeah i bet it's cute though but yeah we met that day and um we like started talking on the phone and, you know, he had been talking to, like, other girls in my scene. Because, you know, in Oklahoma City, it's, you know, a bigger city than where you came from. But, well, not San Francisco. But, you know. Uh, but, you know, for weirdos, there weren't that many. Right. You know, right? Oh, yeah. And so, like, he actually was talking to another girl that I knew the first time that we, like, hung out alone. Which was he told me about this movie evil dead 2 oh because i was scared of horror movies and he was like well this movie it's it's more funny than it is scary and we um had a uh like we just like hung out on my couch and like cuddled and stuff and I have pictures I took of him that night, that day. And he always, like, he hated having his picture taken. So I have these pictures of him with, like, a blanket over his face. <laughs> nice. Which maybe I'll share those um, somewhere. 
<laughs> when the podcast comes out. Um, cause he can't see his face. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't have any tattoos back then. <clears throat> but he like, you know, he turned out to be like the coolest, like skater guy among our scene and was kind of like the ringleader and like got other people into trouble and got other people to do things. And, and, uh, he ended up being a, a rather shitty boyfriend and, uh, we were together for too long, but we will go into that later when we when we talk more about toxic relationships and stuff. Absolutely. Got a lot of that going on. So, OK, well, then if we're moving from first boyfriend uh, or first boyfriend, girlfriend, they friend. Um, now I guess it's time for, for the, the, what you thought was the main. The dumping. Uh, the dumping. And so I just went, um, and I'm going to talk about getting dumped and you're going to talk about dumping someone. Yes. Do you want to go first? Um, yeah, you know, I, yeah, this one, yeah. this one's fine. You have um, notes on this one. <laughs> I do. Cause this one was revisiting a very interesting time because I chose the big dump as my yeah. subject for dumping because Nothing stands out in my mind more than the day, the first time I ever had to tell someone, because I've been married this, I'm on my third marriage. So it's either yeah. three strikes you're out or third time's a charm. I don't know. We'll just see. So uh, fingers crossed for third time's the charm. I like exactly. Mike. I, I only, he's, I only know three of, of your relationship partners and yes. Mike is streets ahead. <laughs> Of the yes. other two. Yes, <laughs> In yes. Possible way. <laughs> I I think I adore Mike and there's just so much there's so much growth on my end though too, and that can't be um I can't understated. Yeah, there we go. Because it wouldn't work if there wasn't some change on both of our ends, but um that's for another segment. Um Yeah. Yeah, so I had to choose the first time I had to tell someone in my first marriage that it was not working out, that this was to make that decision and walk away and be like, I can't, um, can't do this. We had a lot of, my first husband and I, we had a lot of problems as far as there was a lot of untreated mental illness mm -hmm. on both sides. We laughed once when we were first, when we first got together, I remember we said to each other, I was like, I sabotaged everything. And he said, I'm an asshole. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we're just going to call him Timothy, by the way. Yep. But we laughed and just kind of dismissed it. But it's like, those are the types of jokes that you really just, there's some truth in jest. And throughout yes. the relationship, we probably should have been in therapy. Um, but y'all were babies. We were. I was 21. He was either 22 or 23. I couldn't remember if he was two years older or one year older. But there was, like, we were so young. And our parents and family, they just enabled us to do this. And they supported every move we made at, young, at a young age and, like, celebrated our wedding and, you know, did the whole hoopla. And I think there's a lot of pressure at, at that age, too in yeah. certain regions and certain parents and it just was very unfair i was tired of i had cheated i was tired of cheating and desiring to cheat so i had this day where 
you know, we were in school together and it was a Monday and I just remember I was cleaning the whole house. He had locked himself in the bedroom to work on homework and I just couldn't take it anymore. I was like, this is wrong. Everything about this feels wrong. And yeah. so I just knocked on the door and I was like, I think we need to get a divorce. And wow. yeah. And his, he finally came to the door and was like, I thought we were doing so well was his response. And he oh, was, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was so different, like just completely different planes as far as where we thought we were and where it was going. So yeah, that that tells you right there when like you're like, I I think we should split up. And then the, your partner's like, I thought we were doing great. It's like, that's a huge red flag right there. Absolutely. And so I knew I was doing the right thing, but that was just a huge decision. Especially when you've really tangled yourself up at such a young age. It's just like, you're scared to death. Yeah you have like legitimate property and stuff and you're like, what have I done? I, I can, Oh, I can't even comprehend. I've only been married the one time. So I'm like, yeah, I just, oh, that must've been really, really hard for you. It, it was, it was definitely a struggle. I was scared and I definitely lawyered up and did the, did all the things I didn't, wasn't able to do and didn't have money to do. And it was just a big pain in the ass. It was one of those, just don't get married until you're ready. Yeah, no, seriously. And that's my advice to everyone. Like when I see, that's one of the things I hate the most about like um, organized religion, especially Christianity. Um, by the way, I'm an atheist, everyone. Same. <laughs> so you are going to hear negative talk about religion on this podcast. Um, yeah. I don't care. Nope. <laughs> Uh, but the whole thing is like about like saving yourself for marriage and stuff like that. And I think that that makes young Christians get married just so they can have sex. And then they end up oh, with absolutely. someone that they're completely incompatible with. Absolutely. That is all that's about. Because I remember, and that's going back to my first boyfriend, that was part of their whole thing growing up because he was very very christian and it was one of those things where it's like i was just a horny teenager in high school yeah how do i convince this person <laughs> to go ahead and just be another horny teenager in high school and that was half my battle all through high school was trying to get this person to take their pants off but oh. gosh poor matt i know poor matt <laughs> I knew what I was doing. So, so wow. Like, so how long did it take y'all to get all of the, like the divorce done and everything? Um, we, it was very non-contested. So it really only took about six months. Um, it was pretty cut and dry. I let him have like the house and I, all I wanted was my car and my dog and my stuff. Yeah. And I was like, you can keep the rest. Yeah, that's and, the way to be if you really want out. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's how I knew I really wanted out because it's just like I don't want to fight over anything. I just want to leave. Well, I'm really proud of you for Thank taking you. that step at a young age and doing what was right for you instead of just trying to fit into the mold of what was expected. I appreciate that. Yeah. 
tattoo. Because he was, like, controlling over tattoos and stuff. That was never going to fly. Yeah, no. Not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no. We didn't go out. Like, that was driving me crazy. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I don't think so. So I'm going to talk about uh, the first time I got dumped. Okay. Which, um was not by the person I'm calling. I, I talked about being my first boyfriend. This is one of my quote unquote boyfriends. Um, this guy, um, I'm going to call him Richard. I was in ninth grade and he was in eighth grade. And this is like the boyfriend right before. Well, not right before. I think there was one in between, um, the serious one. Um, but, uh, Richard was the like, most like punk rock type guy at my school outside of like the skater guys and he was 14 in eighth grade he had a little motorcycle like the nice. ones you're allowed to have when you're that age and uh, so he was you know a rebel or whatever yeah and um you know we were only together for a short while I don't even know how long it was and um he had had this girlfriend before me and um when i started dating him my friends who turned against me in seventh grade all like started hanging out with her oh which that's gonna be a whole a whole episode about friends turning against you tina fey made a whole movie about it we can we can make a whole episode about it yeah exactly (laughs) and um like my mom had to drive me to his house for him to break up with me so he could get back together with her. Oh my gosh. How (laughs) awkward. Yeah, it was awkward. It was uh, at night. I'm pretty sure I was wearing a bodysuit and a vest with some jeans because that was, that was my style at the time. And, uh, Bodysuit, vest, and jeans? A bodysuit, vest, and jeans, yeah. That sounds very 90s. It was very 90s, yes. Complete with the lovely snappy crotch, which was ever so comfortable. Love those. (laughs) But at least you're not naked when you go to the bathroom. Exactly. (laughs) But still, those were so awkward. Yeah. But yeah, he dumped me on his, like, basically in his doorway. Like, I don't even think he came out of the house. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was hard. Um, but it but you know, I got over it. <laughs> but still, so then you had to go back to your car and just be like, take me back home now. My car and my mom. Oh <laughs> like literally just to get out, just to get dumped. Yeah. Like I, I don't know like if it was like some honor thing he felt like he had to do it in person or something I have no idea but I was just like he and her deserve each other me (laughs) well yeah that's how I would feel (laughs) well I mean you know that's better than it over the phone I don't know I can't remember I'm sure it's happened yeah well it couldn't have been through text because we didn't have texting back then that was the 90s that's the good thing. We didn't have the whole, let's just dump someone via text, which I did try to do that once. And not that long ago, I tried to do that back in the mid 2000s to someone. And uh, yeah, 
Yeah, it, know, it sounds I mean, sick, so. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they don't. Sometimes sometimes breakups don't stick. We're, we're going to have a lot to talk about that in uh, other episodes, I'm sure. For sure. Um, so now we should move on to our, our, our last one, which this podcast, you know, it's not just about romantic relationships. It's about all kinds of relationships. So we thought we should talk about our first boss. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you start this one off. I'll let you kick it off. Okay. Um, so my first job is really ironic because um, my mother's a liberal Democrat. Um, I am a, I was a liberal Democrat then at 15 uh, and also a weirdo punk rocker. And I, uh, but my first job was for a Republican, like polling, not polling, but like a, a call center, like a little Republican call center. It had this name where it was like, it sounded like a law firm. It was like oh, nice. these names and associates. And, um, I don't remember the guy's name who was my boss, but he hired me on the spot and I was wearing, and this is in Oklahoma, and I was 15, so it would have been, like, 1993. I was wear I had blue hair. I was wearing a, my Easter dress from a couple of years before, which was, like, this white dress my mom made me. It was really cute. Um, but I'd, like, cut off the sleeves, and I was wearing, like, fishnets and, like, bright blue Doc Martens with spikes on them that I put spikes oh, in them. And this guy, this conservative, air quotes guy, hired me on the spot. Oh, boy. And also this guy that you know, and um, we didn't make a name for him. So I'm going to call him. Do we have a Steve? I don't see a Steve. We don't have a Steve. So I'm going to call him Steve. And then you'll tell me later who Steve is. Yeah. Well, Steve was like, he was the, um, like the goth guy at my high school when I was in 10th grade. Okie dokie. Like, and like, and like he wore like his style was mainly like long flowy skirts, like fishnets on the arms and like black t-shirts with like long, like, like the sleeves cut off with like the big holes. I'm like miming the big holes. Yeah. For those yeah. of you who aren't super goth, like you know those, um, like the tank tops that have the tiny straps at the top and they're baggy, but like they go the holes, armholes go down to your waist, that kind of yeah. thing. Except goth. <laughs> yeah. And he wore like you know bondage belts and stuff like that. And he worked there too. Oh boy. Because basically this was the only place you could work in the area at the time where you could look however you wanted. <laughs> nice and so I remember we had a lot of fun um but we would just like call people but the boss this guy oh god he was he was not a good person um this i don't know if it was my call or if it was someone next to me's call but someone had had an issue with us calling them and he got on the phone that she asked to talk to a boss and he got on the phone and was like calling her sugar tits. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah, it was like really, really gross. But like since this was the 90s and I was 15 and edgy, I kind of thought it was kind of cool at the time. But like, oh, yeah. In hindsight, looking back, I'm just like, what a fucking scumbag. Wow. Like, wow. Like, yeah. When I mean, he was a, he was a Republican. So, well, yeah, that actually who knows? Honestly, <laughs> who knows that... what that guy was in it for? Because like could have been anything but i just he was like a chubby white guy like and but that's all i remember and that's the main thing i remember is that he hired me on the spot looking like a total freak in oklahoma in 1993 and he called a woman sugar tits on the phone that was complaining and i was just like wow (laughs) and that should have been like my my first lesson about how the republican party feels about women (laughs) yeah that's that is crazy sugar tits. Yeah, isn't that wild? That is wild. I don't have I, anything near that fascinating with my boss. Hey, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. I just have Kelly. Kelly's like technically not um cuz like my first job I was a grocery store sacker in mm-hmm. Edmond. Um yeah, that's Oklahoma for people. <laughs> but Edmund's hey, like the 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 uh richer suburb of oklahoma city yeah and uh even though that that's not but close to that richer suburb in that same suburb was up kinko's obviously and so the whole goal and aspiration for me was to get out of having to work with groceries and then work somewhere else so kinko's was this coveted job for me and my first boss there was named kelly and well she she wasn't named kelly it's fake no no but it's like (laughs) it makes me I I went ahead and personified her and it's working for me. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, that, um, you know, you you have these bosses that are kind of like, they treat you like they not garbage, but like they ride you really, really hard. And you just look back and you cannot believe how much you let them get away with as far as demeaning. And uh, yeah, so this was one of those situations where it was like became personal because it was always personal. It was like how you dress, how you look, get a planner, like micromanage to the core. And that yeah. I got micromanaged there for so long that I just got used to it, just conditioned for it. Yeah. And I actually like saw Kelly not that long ago because I feel like she kind of raised me during a very, like, I was so young Mm -hmm. and it's like, I just basically got like conditioned, just conditioned, just conditioned to be micromanaged and just be like, this is what I need in life. All aspects just slap me harder. (laughs) But that, that, that says that explains some things about your romantic relationships. Yeah, it should. It really, really should. Just that was how she was too. So, yeah, I can't. I can't stand being micromanaged because I'm a. I'm a self. Promo- I, I'm a self. Not promoted. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, self-directed worker. Like I don't yes. need someone to ride me to do my job. And so, like when people try to like get in and like tell me how to do my job, I'm like, no, you are just making this take longer because you're stopping me to tell me this ineffective way of doing something that you've decided is going to be better. Yeah. You know, and that took so many years for me to like free myself of that thinking though. And I'm still not there, like obviously. And I do not work right now. 
this is my work. So, <laughs> well, hopefully, yes, hopefully. <laughs> if people like play. us, yes, if people like us, <laughs> please like us. Yeah, well, I like us, so I mean, yeah, I would listen, whatever. And this is fun, and that is all the first that we have. Yes. And as this is our first episode, um, one of the things I envision for this podcast is an advice component. And um, so if anyone has questions about um, relationships of any kind, you can email us at input at relationalcircuitry.com. Or you could also... um, if you just it also if you just have anything you want to say, you don't have to have a question. You can just email us. And where else can they find us online as individuals? Well, they can find us online via TikTok. <laughs> yep, we're both on TikTok. Uh, Robin Robotron and Robot Liz. Yes, and um. I have that name on all social media. So honestly, if you want to follow me anywhere, just um, look up Robin with a Robotron. Robin with a Robotron. Robin with a Y. Robotron. Yes. And mine will be robot.liz. So. Yeah. With two Z's. Yes. With two Z's. Liz. (laughs) Buzz. Buzz. In your name. So how do you feel? I feel great. This was good. Like, this was a good, I feel like we had some meat in this episode. How do you feel? I feel good, too. I think this is really good. And we're making good time. We got, like, 41. We're coming up on 42 minutes now, which I think 45 minutes is a pretty good time frame. We're not going to focus too much on, at the beginning, on maintaining consistent time Time. frames. Because... We both have anxiety and depression and all these, and children. So, and children. <laughs> We're just feeling our way around. Yes. But we had a great time. I had a wonderful time, and I really hope everyone enjoyed our little stories. If you have, like Robin said, if you have any questions or you want to just reach out and comment, you know, just feel free to do so. We would now, love that. In, input at relationalcircuitry.com. Yes. And, um, yeah, so this is really great. I love you, Liz. I love you too, Robin. And this is great. And I will talk to you soon. Yeah. And I think that was a weird way to end a podcast. Yeah. I didn't know I how will talk to you soon. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> NPR or no. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're listening to well, this is well, this is kind of why I wanted us to do it first take, um, and not like go back and edit. Even though we did have we we did have some false starts that we didn't do oh, first man. take. But, yeah. um, just let people see that we are human and not actual robots. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we make mistakes. Yes. All right. Well, we, was... we... Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying it was so hard. It's just like. When you're like, you're staring at your phone, it was just ridiculous. That's all I have to say. Everybody can relate. <laughs> okay, well, we don't even have a sign off yet. So, um, 
goodbye everyone bye everyone uh, hopefully you will subscribe uh to our podcast and um and and hear us next month which will be about valentine's day since it's february valentine's day everybody's (laughs) favorite all right well we will see you all or no we won't see you you will hear us again soon and we hope to hear from you soon so take care everyone take care (laughs) bye-bye